Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's podcast, we are going to be chatting about prohibited transactions, 401k rollovers, and Roth conversions of private stock. So really good episode for you and uh, appreciate you guys spending some time here today. Uh, if you like today's podcast, please... Um, share it or give it a like or leave a comment. Um, I do my best to respond to all comments, whether you're doing it on YouTube or um, wherever you are listening or watching uh, today's podcast. I uh, really appreciate it. So uh, without further ado, let's get started. Uh, and again, just to um, recap, this is a weekly podcast that drops every Thursday that tackles three of the best self-directed retirement questions of the week. So if you are a self-directed retirement investor, whether you have an IRA or a 401k or just interested in this area, this is the premium spot to be where um, I get to use my tax lawyer skills and um, get to learn from all of you who uh, submit some really interesting and um, remarkably insightful questions. So thank you very much. And let's get started. First question is from Facebook. And this individual wants to know without, um, I didn't include the name for obvious reasons. And here's the question. I'm investing $6,000 in a risky potential prohibited transaction. What is my downside? So clearly, <laughs> I didn't want to include the person's name uh, or even state because why should I um, let the IRS or anyone who may be listening or watching this video that someone may be doing something kind of risky. So the way the primitive transactions work under 4975 is that if you do a primitive transaction, um, the IRA is deemed disqualified on the date of the transaction. So that means all the IRA money in that IRA account is potentially subject to tax and penalties. So if you have six IRA accounts and one does a primitive transaction, only that one account is uh, subject to uh, disqualification. So clearly you want to... Um, you know, protect your assets, diversify. And if you are going to do something kind of risky, kind of gray, you probably just want to isolate those IRA assets and move all your other IRA assets into another IRA account. So the good news for this person is if they only invest $6,000, even if that $6,000 turns into $6 million, the IRA is deemed disqualified on the date the prohibited transaction occurs, which is the date the investment is made. So for this particular person, their downside is really just tax and you know 10 to 15% penalty on $6,000. That's it. Again, even if that $6,000 goes to 600,000 or 6 million or 60 million, they only pay tax and penalty for doing the predator transaction on the date the investment is made, not on the fair market value some years later. Now the IRS only has three years to generally three years. They can potentially move it up to six. There's a substantial understatement, uh, but generally it's three years so they really have three years to catch you. And if they um, catch you within the three years, it's tax and a 10% penalty uh, based off the value of the IRA on uh, the date of the investment. So 
the less you put in, obviously, the more uh, upside you have, the less risk you have, because all the IRS can attack is the value of the IRA on the date the investment is made and not on the fair market value you know, two or three years later. So uh, it's, it's important to keep that in mind, because obviously, if you invest $6,000 worth versus $200,000, your uh, downside is, is way limited. Second question is from Heather T. of Dayton, Ohio. And Heather wants to know, I'm 61 years old and I have a solo 401k plan. Can I do a rollover to a self-directed IRA? So the answer, Heather, is yeah. Why? Because under 401k plan triggering event rules, so long as you're over 59 and a half, you can move money in and out of the plan without any limitations. So generally what a 401k plan triggering event is, is you need to be either 59 and a half or leave your job. Generally, those are the two most popular types of triggering events to give you the flexibility to move money um, in and out of the plan or mostly out of the plan by way of rollovers or distributions. Now, you can always do a loan if the 401k has a loan option or hardship distribution if you can satisfy a hardship requirement if you need to take a distribution. But to just do a rollover out of the 401k to an IRA, why would someone want to do that? Well, in most cases, IRAs have more extensive investment options um, because it's you're in charge of your IRA versus 401k plan investments, which are generally um, you know, put together by a financial advisor and um, you know, choreographed that way. So um, you definitely have generally have more investment opportunities when you control the investment decisions, and that is synonymous with an IRA. So um, Heather, in your case, since you're over 59 and a half, yes. You can do a rollover tax-free from your solo K to an IRA and then do a self-directed IRA to buy you know, real estate or whatever else you want to do. So thank you for that question. It's a really good one. Third question of today's podcast from Ricky S. of Johnson City, Tennessee. Ricky wants to know, I want to do a Roth IRA conversion of private stock. What do I need to do to show the value of the private stock I'll be converting? Um, so essentially, you need to show valuation. So when you do a Roth conversion, you generally pay tax, not a 10% penalty if you're under 59 and a half, just tax on the fair market value of the asset you're converting. So obviously, if you're converting publicly traded stock or even cryptos, gold, anything that has a public spot market, it's obviously super simple to determine what that value is. Uh, but if you do something that's privately held, like a private business stock, a hedge fund, private equity fund, maybe a, a bond, a loan, um, even potentially real estate, it's more arbitrary, right? Um, real estate, there are um, public avenues to get a fair market valuation online, uh, Zillow, Trulia, or maybe through a, a realtor. Uh, but it's obviously not as easy as going onto your computer and just or your phone and just searching value, the share price of Tesla or Bitcoin. That's clearly easier. So for private shares, that's probably the most, um, you know, arbitrary because we know like during COVID, some of these tech companies had $6 billion valuations and today they're worth zero, right? So valuations fluctuate tremendously uh, with privately held companies. You know, uh, the, the founder may think the company's worth a million dollars and the investors may think it's worth $20,000. So generally, you, Ricky, you want to get a third party, an accountant, someone that's not you, someone uh, that could attest to the value. Now, if it's just what's the value of your IRA year to year, you don't need to get a private third-party valuation because it's not a taxable event so long as you're under 
72 years old and you do not have to take a required minimum distribution. But if you're doing a conversion or you're over 72, there's a taxable event that occurs based off the value of that underlying asset, right? You're going to pay a different, or I would say a um, higher, lower tax, depending on the value of that asset, right? Your tax will be lower if the assets valued at 60,000 versus 600,000. So valuation matters. And that's why it's important that you get a third party accountant. Uh, you don't need to pay um, you know, Ernst & Young to give you a $50,000 opinion letter on the value of your $40,000 IRA investment, but get the company, someone that's not you, to provide a value of that company. So for example, if your Roth IRA or if your IRA owns 6% of a privately held company and you want to convert it to Roth, someone is going to need to value that company so you know what 6% of that company is. Um, generally, maybe, as I mentioned, it's uh, someone in the company or the valuation, uh, a valuation company or an accountant, or maybe they did a uh, raise, maybe they, they sought capital from the general public recently and they have uh, a set valuation based off their raise that you can use. So it all depends. I would work with the the company to to see if they have any available valuation. Um, if not, you'd want to get a third party. You can't just make up the number, you know, out of thin air and be like, oh, uh, it's worth fifty. Now, if you bought the stock for sixty get sixty k and you want to do a Roth conversion within that year and nothing material has occurred with the business, I think it's fair to to and safe to use the the price you paid for the shares. But if you bought the company shares in 2019 and now it's 2022 and um, you want to do a conversion, clearly in most cases, the valuation may have changed. So uh, you either want to ask that company or get a third party independent of you to provide uh, some type of valuation. So you know what to incorporate in your tax return and, and tell your IRA custodian for purposes of 1099R so they can report the conversion amount to the IRS for tax purposes. So thank you, uh, Ricky, Heather, and to uh, the individual from Facebook for submitting three amazing questions. Don't forget to share a comment, um, give it a like, share it. Um, let me know how I'm doing. I appreciate the feedback. Um, really enjoyed doing um, ad mails, a lot of fun. Um, great way to, to learn and, and really, um, you know, learn from each other and uh, share some wisdom that uh, I pick up. Um, again, this keeps me sharp. Uh, been practicing tax law 21 years. So um, kind of know some stuff, but don't think I don't learn every day. And, and I learn a lot from all of you who submit uh, really uh, super, super smart, insightful questions. So please keep them coming. I really appreciate it. You can always submit questions and comments or to info diary financial, you can just say ad mail or Ask Adam, and um, you know, we'd love to hear from you. I also do a live uh, YouTube show, generally every Wednesday, at twelve Eastern Standard Time. So, if you're bored, um, you can uh, or just you know, hang around uh, on your phone, uh, computer. You can submit questions, and I'm happy to go through them um, so long as they're you know relevant to self-directed retirement world. If you want to ask me where Bitcoin's going or uh, is Tesla going to go back up, um, I'm probably not the right person, but anything tax related to self-correct retirement topics. Um, I'll probably got you covered. So thanks again for spending some time with me today. Uh, super appreciate it. Have an amazing uh, holiday season and uh, talk to everyone again soon. Take care and uh, be well.